You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yo, 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 what is up? Happy freaking Tuesday. It's a chop up and it's your boy Sterls for the girls. And I'm joined tonight, as always, by all bro Poe. What's goody? How's your uh, Halloween weekend? Hey, man, uh, you know. You know, it's all about the chocolate, bro. Giving out chocolate to the children. (laughs) (laughs) Chocolate to the children. You know, I ain't got none. 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 You get none? You you didn't text the parent text? I mean, I got I got some to give out, but I I mean I don't have none for me. Oh you know that's the problem. That's the problem. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But when we get off of here. You know, I'm gonna have to get me a little, little some, some for me. You know what I'm saying? So, but uh, happy freaking Tuesday, everyone! Bills Mafia, NFL trade deadline has passed, and and tonight on the show, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about uh, where the team stands as of right now. We're gonna talk about the new additions to the team. There have been two additions to the team. Uh, we're gonna get into those. And uh, kind of just flesh it out, man. We got a big game coming up Sunday night football with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we're going to get some thoughts on there because I think that's a that's a monster game. The, the schedule gets tougher and tougher as we go. And uh, yeah, that's what that's that's what we're talking about tonight. So with that being said, uh, you know, I named the show tonight Tricked or Treat. OK, because like every time the, the trade deadline season is around, you know, as fans, we we get our hopes up. Um, we get our hopes up about who we have, who we don't have. Right. Who can they get? How much would it cost? Can they make the trade? Will being, you know, be asleep on trade deadline day? Will it be active? We hear a lot of rumors and false reports and so forth. And. Uh, look. First of all, like, tell me this. Who did you think they were going to get? Like, who did you want to get? And who did you think they were going to get? I thought they weren't going to get anybody. I, I didn't think that Bean was sleeping. I just think that when Bean goes into these conversations, he kind of, like, 
goes into it very conservative and everybody wants to win their trade, right? So he just he's not he's not always willing to give up things to get players now, um, generally. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I mean, I think for me after the uh the Bucks game, I kind of, you know, I was good with not getting anything on offense. Like I saw what I needed to see, right? Now, if you would have said, like, give me D Hop, I would have been cool with that. Like, I would have been cool with D Hop. Judy was off the table just because I didn't think they were gonna give up the conversation and they didn't have that talk, but it was one of those things where, okay, I saw what I needed to see out of Khalil Shakir. I saw what I needed to see out of Dalton Kincaid, who had a great game, by the way. We didn't really talk about because it was already past our showtime. But you you see the you see the trajectory, right? You see what my dog's about to do, right? But anyway, yeah, anyway. Uh so you know, I kind of put to bed the idea that the Bills were gonna you know, do something on the defense side of the ball. You know, we talked about defensive tackle. We talked about linebacker and cornerback. And for me personally, I thought, okay, like cornerback is a need. Um, where will the Bills press into? Linebacker was is still a, a definite need. But today, waking up, I'm thinking uh, we saw the reports about Jalen Johnson. So I, I have my, my hearts and hopes set on, okay, we're going to get Jalen Johnson. Like, man, he got to make it happen. I didn't see the Rasul Douglas signing. I didn't, I didn't. Now, somebody had mentioned on Twitter and looped me in, you know, I commented on, I was okay with like, okay, yeah, like he's got good ball skills. But I mean, how did this, how did the trade take you? And and was a third round pick for compensation too much in your opinion? Well, I, okay. So when I got the news about, or when I heard about Jalen and like, I actually gathered the information on what it was going to take and what he was looking for out of getting traded. Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought that was going to work out because I thought that Bean would be giving up too much for a one-year rental. And I just don't think that we have the money to give Jalen Johnson going forward. Um, so like, I always thought that that would be a, a tough get. I actually, once, once I realized that it wouldn't be just a one-year rental, I actually thought that we would end up getting Levi. Um, I thought that it would boil down to we would wait until anybody could get Jalen, wait and wait and wait, and then see if we can get him for cheap for a one-year rental. And then we weren't going to be able to get that. And then I thought Levi would pop up as like a last-minute trade. Um, I thought Razul was an option, but I I didn't like – when they got really late into the day when there was like an hour left, I was like, okay, no way they're just going to move from Jalen to Razul hella fast and get it done. So it, it was a nice surprise to actually get something done. Um, I actually thought nothing was going to happen and we were just going to pick out a free agency. Like I, th- I still think uh, Dominican Sue is a, a possible target. I still think that there's linebackers. Blake Martinez is still trying to make his comeback if he's good or not at linebacker. Um, he was getting 140 plus tackles a game before he went out in early retirement. So um, I still think there's some moves to be made that I thought we would actually be at. I didn't, I didn't see this trade coming through. Um, I didn't see a trade coming through at all, um, even though Bean was probably still working on stuff. And the only reason why I question or ask the question of, you know, was the compensation right? Because you looked around the league today and we saw um, Chase Young go for a third round pick. Montez Sweat went for a second. And you you talk about like 
pass rush is a premium position. So it's cornerback, right? Um, you do. I felt like, okay, based on that and what's going around, you know, you think that a Rasul Douglas is a fourth or fifth round selection, you know, in conversation wise. Um, now the player on the field, uh, I think he's a good player. You know, it's not one of those, um, it's not Jalen Johnson, but it's a tier under that. But, uh, I've liked Rasul for a while, like, you know, even out of West Virginia, um, I thought the dude had phenomenal ball skills and he still does. He's not the most twitchy athletic cornerback, but he's more athletic than we aforementioned uh, Levi Wallace. Right. Uh, But one of the things that really hits home to me is that, you know, you got Micah and Jordan in the back end who are physical types of safeties. Like they're not afraid to, you know, stick their nose in supporting the run game and so forth. And I like what Christian Benford adds to that. Like he's one of, he, I think he's in the mold of a Micah and a Jordan in terms of like how they fit the run. And now you have Rasul Douglas. He's a, he is a straight dog. Like, yeah. so you got four guys back there that will lay that they, they're going to hit you. And I love that. I love Rasul's game that way. And like, you know, we we we've had guys here who really weren't great athletically in terms of cornerback play, right? And you put them in a zone scheme. I think it's the perfect scheme for Russell Douglas. Yeah. And so when when you talk about value, and you think oh, it's not it's not black and white, right? Like mm-hmm. value value for our scheme, Russell playing in our scheme with our DBs, the 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 for the formula that we have here. Is a different value than him going to Denver and playing man on the other side of right, Japan, right? So, like, right, if, if you're gonna say, um, a third is too much, then you but we haven't seen him play here, so we've seen him play in Green Bay, but we haven't seen him play here. So, maybe a third is too much for the production that he would have gave you in Green Bay, but maybe they see the scheme and how he fits, and a third is not too much with how he's going to fit here in Buffalo. He comes up in tackles. He had 80-something last year, 83 last year, I think. Um, he's already has 32 tackles this year. He's a pretty sure tackler. He's going to keep things in front of him, which is what you want here. Um, he plays within the system. He never steps outside of his bounds, um, which is also what you want here. That's what you get from Christian Benford. Right. Um, and then he, it allows your safeties to go play, right? Like, they don't have to worry about – somebody getting beat over the top and not being able mm-hmm. to drive on things. And, and, and this defense with the safeties you do have, you want them to be able to go play. You know what I mean? You don't want them to have to be covering for somebody just in case they don't know exactly where they're supposed to be. And uh, I think Rizul gives you this veteran kind of leadership and, and dog mentality that you look for in a corner. And it, it could be a bit, he could have been a better fit than Jalen um, just based off of how he plays. Now Jalen's, young and he's amazing but like result result could fit here like we didn't even like we weren't aren't even expecting right now yeah yeah um i think it's a really good move i I did not like the fact that they were even sniffing levi wallace like you let him go for a reason i understand he knows your system and so forth but like i'm good on levi like no come on i would have liked levi no there was no other option because I like the way Levi also plays. Now he doesn't tackle. He's like, he doesn't tackle as well as, as Razul. He doesn't make as many plays as Razul. But as far as keeping everything in front of him, Levi does do that in this system. Um, so if we weren't going to get anybody, adding him for depth, if you're 
plan is to never play Kyrie. I didn't mind it. Um, obviously, I'm happier with George will play. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, playing too high, right? You know, I, I think Rasul, I think he's good 40 and in. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when the opposing team gets in terror 40 and in, I think that's where he's going to really shine. Red zone, he's going to really shine. So, like, for instance, let's make this make sense for people. You know, when they played the um, the Patriots and they played uh, who was before that? Oh, the the Bucks, Patriots and the Bucks, where we saw, you know, on the goal line, those inside slant fades kind of, you know, Taron Johnson's keyed up on that. Like, I think that's where, you know, you'll see, you know, matchup wise, a 6-2 corner is is a much better matchup than a Taron Johnson in those types of situations. So I think yeah. this allows them to kind of mix and match in the red zone uh, or in, in those situations where the matchups are better. Um, now, teams like Miami, teams with speed, I think we're going to have issues there, but they're, they're just going to have to play, you know, kind of a softer shell. But uh, – I mean, we put. We're not losing speed by bringing in Rizul in comparison to what we did have. Right. No. In that game, so like, it's not like you're gonna have to play it any different than we played Miami when we won forty-eight to twenty. Mm. It's just like you you gotta play the same. Um, and Rizul probably makes more plays than he's he's got better ball skills and he probably makes more plays than Dane. So. And that's kind of the thing uh, that the defense is missing in terms at the defensive back position is is turnover, uh, interceptions and stuff like that. And I think Rasul gives you that. Um, you know, I think the Bills are. We've shown that we aren't very good at defending screens. I think he's going to really, really, really help out there, uh, along with Christian Benford. I think that. Look, I'm not here to you know, <laughs> the crap on Dane. I just think he's a serviceable depth piece, right? Yeah. I don't think he needs he's to be good, starting. He's good depth. Good depth right there. Like, yeah, and, he's and good depth. I think the biggest problem with Dane was, like, his ability to – like, they utilize their corners and pushing everything back inside as mm-hmm. far as runs. And, like, a lot of the struggles with with this team and their run is, is our corners come up and miss. And there was a play um, – I want to say a screenplay against uh, the Patriots. It might have been a fly sweep where Dane had a one-on-one – he came in flying. He missed. Like those are plays that Razul's going to make on these edges, where he, he's a pretty sure tackler. Um, I do like that he he doesn't really get a lot of pass interferences either. Razul is fairly smart, and that's also another problem we've had is pass interferences inside the forty, getting them in the end zone. Like I, I'm pretty sure Kyrie has three pass interferences in the yeah. red zone this year. Yeah, and that lands them on the one, and one was for game. Like one was on the game. Thank God, Taron. Uh, play good defense regardless if you think it was a penalty or not. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think Rizul is a good pickup. I I think that with the injuries, the needle kind of played a little bit for us, and I think Rizul puts us back at a good heavy medium as far right. as – Right. You know what I mean? So you get a 28-year-old corner who's who doesn't really get injured. I think he's only missed a game or two in the last few years. Um you get a guy who has great ball skills, a guy who can play press man when when you ha- when he has to. It's not like he's just a a complete zone corner. But you know the 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 thing that no one's talking about. You know what I love about this move, and it might not come to fruition this weekend. But you have a guy. You have two guys now that can get physical with T Higgins and Jamar Chase. You got two verified dudes 
that can handle those big receivers on the outside. So you're not going to get pushed around. You, these guys aren't going to be winning jump balls over them all the time. I'm not saying we have a, a height problem at cornerback, but when you have, you know, I think a lot is made about speed and, and being able to turn your hips as a cornerback, which are, are are excellent traits. But what you can't teach size and length, right? Six foot two. I think he has like 32 inch uh, arms lengthwise. Like that. That's tall and lanky. So what you, yeah. what he lacks in recovery speed. You know, he gains with length and, and, and athleticism. So I love that. I love that they can be able to match up with Cincinnati. And I hope that he, he I don't know if he's going to start this weekend, but um, I think he's going to see some snaps. I, I don't, I don't um, think that you go get him and not play him this week. I like, I, um, with the safeties you do have, like the communication is always there on whatever side he ends up being on. So like, he can come in and play even knowing 60% of what we got going on um, on, on the defense, I feel like. Yeah, so uh, Daryl brings up a good point here. He says that's key against the Bengals too, Sterles. Disrupt the wide receiver's timing. I, I think that's key. Uh, I think <clears throat> you got to you gotta get in their face. Um, we, you know, and we can kind of shift to this, but uh, before we do that, Let's go ahead and do our sponsor, shall we? Because you know, we I got some 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 stuffs to say about this game on Sunday, and I want to talk about touchdown uh, Lenny too. Hey, football fans! The season is here, so you know that means family, football, and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season, and the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. To Picasso's Pizza. Um, get you a slice of Picasso's, man. You know, they sent me a little care package. You know, some you guys on, on Rumblings. You know, I was appreciative. Basically, I picked up mine and took it to the tailgate last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so you you didn't get none. I wasn't gonna eat it, well, because like you know, I, mean, I'm about to, I, I was happy that they got it. Too. Oh yeah, you're 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 dieting. Yeah. You're on your you're on your health kick. Well, you know, just because of that, I think I might uh, order me some Picasso's and have it sent here to Denver. To, yeah. What? Because our pizza here's mid. Bro, that's. That's a long order. That's a long order, bro. That's, that's you know, neat, sometimes, bro. hey, hey, sometimes it feels good to have a taste of buffalo, man. Uh, and when I can't get wings shipped to me, I, you know, Picasso pizza ain't ain't bad, bro. It's that's just, long. That's a long trip though for a pizza to just sit. And, you know, what it's I mean? planning. It's planning, young oh, young guy. Exactly. It's it's planning. You know, okay. <laughs> you might as well. You might just come all the way up here. You might as well fly over here. <sighs> you know, I, I do. I do need to. Well, here's the deal. It's cold up there now. We did get some snow here last weekend, but snow in Buffalo and snow in Colorado is it's not even the same thing. Like it, it gets. Y'all get real, real cold, like humidity. We don't really have humidity. It just gets cold. But y'all got real, like, so I'm like, I'm like, okay, if I come up there, I ain't trying to get no lake effect snow or have to wear all these layers, bro. I just can't do it, man. 
Yeah, cold is cold in my opinion. So like, no matter what cold you in, it's cold over there, cold over here, it's cold. You know what I mean? Cold is cold. Cold is cold. Um, all right, so let's talk about this. Let's let's talk about uh the, the next edition, then we'll talk about the Bengals and, and what that matchup looks like. Uh touchdown Lenny. He's on the practice squad. Um, what are your thoughts on on Lenny, how he fits, why, maybe why they went and got uh, another running back, uh, despite having Damian Harris, who's on injured reserve right now. But how do you see his his fit in the offense? I mean he has something that the other guys don't have, which is playoff atmosphere and Super Bowl atmosphere mm-hmm. winning. And um, I do. I mean, you can't. Re- I can't really say what he's going to give you. He hasn't played in a year, so like, I can't really say for sure if he's going to give. If you're getting what you got from the last time he was playing, you're going to get a solid running back that can play late in late in the season. Um, I don't know how long he'd be, and I mean. He might he might give you more than Latavius, even though Latavius has earned his spot on the on the roster. He he has more. Um, I feel like Fournette has more upside if you're getting the best Leonard Fournette, and he's younger. Yeah, I, I like the fit. I feel like um, you know, in terms of like banging inside. Right, like between the tackles, short yardage, he he could still do that. I mean, this he's a big man. Like you don't just lose that. Um, the the pass block. I, I think here's the deal. Like when you have Damon Harris and and James Cook. When James Cook is in the game, like I think it tips their hand a little bit what their tendency, what they're gonna do. But when you have Leonard Fournette in the game, I think defenses can't key in necessarily on what they're gonna do, whether it's pass or run. And the guy, like you mentioned. He does give you an opportunity to catch the ball in the backfield, which the Bills don't throw to the backs anyway. <laughs> Let's be honest. They don't throw to the backs, but when they he's in the you. game, they Wait, we had to bring to. back screen last game. We had a we had one. I mean, we, we Sarah both, one, you know, me and Sarah both posted on Twitter as soon as we thought we thought uh, there was no way. I thought it was banned in Buffalo throwing running back screens. You know what else I like? I, I saw that I liked I, I like the fact that they did a a, a tight end shovel pass. They yeah. put they they put uh Kincaid in motion and gave him a shovel pass. There was, was a penalty. Was like, there a penalty in it? Uh, I don't I don't remember. I don't remember if there was a penalty on the play, but more of that. So that that's taken straight out of the Andy Reid playbook. Yeah. And, and by all means, Ken Dorsey, take all the stuff out of Andy Reid's playbook, please. Um, <laughs> you're gonna have me on here cussing. Um, you know what's funny. Everything that you say, Sarah, just right, Jer, Jer, like I could be, I could be over here spitting bars, son. Sterling's weekly. She will never. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it is with Sarah and why she hates me. I don't know what it is. I speak facts. She, she I, I speak reading. facts every day. You be speaking mid. Sometimes, yo, dang. <laughs> whatever but anyway I, i'll handle sarah tomorrow I, i'll be on i'll be on uh on her show tomorrow tomorrow night and i and i'm gonna bring the thunder like i'm giving her all kinds of hell tomorrow night so um with that being said all right let's let's talk about these Bengals, man because now that the the trade deadline is over we know what the bills have done what they're doing what the plan is moving forward we know that they did not they didn't feel the need to address the offense in any kind of way right through a trade we got the Bengals coming up now. 
this is where like it gets real. It gets real quick. And a lot of us really aren't talking about it on Twitter yet. I think we'll probably start shifting that tomorrow. But there's still some wounds from the the last Bengals uh, matchup that w- which was a loss. You got the Demar Hamlin thing, which is you know the Monday night game. We all know. Like, I don't know if you could speak on this. Has Jordan said anything about the mindset going into this week? Because it's got to be big for the players. Because when you look around the AFC, like they've beaten the Chiefs, they can beat the Chargers. That you know, like there's nobody else to it. It's it's the Bengals. They've they've shown that they can't beat the Bengals. Ain't nobody worried about the Jaguars. Like the if the Bills play the Jaguars in the playoffs, the Bills are gonna smoke them boys. But it's the Bengals. What what do you think? I don't. Um, this is like my thing. Is like everybody on Twitter, big week, Bengals week, everything that happened last year. Like I. These players just approach every game the same way. It's not like they like the outside noise is what hinders their ability to focus on. So like all of the Demar Hamlin talk that's going to happen this week, like, and then like he may not suit, and then it's like that's going to be a huge story, and all of that stuff comes. That's all. That's all not outside noise. Media want to want answers these questions. These players are just locked in on doing their job each and every. So like, it does is it a bigger game than any? Bro, other that's game? coach speak. That's coach. That's, speak. Not, that's a fact. You mean to that's tell the, me? My conversations with Jordan. That's just like, hey, when I was playing, like every game is the, every game sure. is a huge game. You know what I mean? Like every game is a big. There's no bigger game than it's gonna be. There's more people watching. There's more people doing this or where it's a Sunday night football game. Like that gives you a little extra juice. But like, that's what I'm talking about. Like that extra juice. That not not that the preparation is different. Right, like not that they don't take the game seriously, but there's there's something in 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 human and mankind that rises up to moments. You know what I'm saying? Like the Super Bowl is a moment, a playoff game is a moment, right? Like, but this is neither of those, huh? This it's is still, neither of those. It's still a big game every like, week, and because of the man, losses that we have, is a big you game. get out of here with that coach speak. Get out of here with fact, that, bro. We have to win it because, like, if you don't take it that way, then you have you have losses like the Jacksonville game. You have losses. Everybody like, doesn't have that mindset, though. That's the thing. The majority of professional football players have that mindset. That's why, like, that's like the difference in like mm. fans and like. Fans, oh, they need to come out ready for this, bro. They need to come out ready for every game. It's NFL. It's any yeah. given. It's any given week. You the margin know, for error is super small. And the, and like we yeah, we lost to Matt Jones. You know what I mean? Like that. That's every week you come out and you play flat. You 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 could lose. And that's to anybody. That's to the Bears. That's a, Denver just beat Kansas City this week. Like that's you think Kansas City went into that game and it was like. Oh, Mahomes had the flu, and Tay Tay wasn't there. So yeah, you know, I don't want to hear that. Either. I don't want to hear that either. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not really trying to hear that either. Just like if you don't come into the week prepared or prepared to the best, like just regular juice, like you're gonna lose that game. And that's every given. As people wonder how we lose to certain teams, how we lose to this team, it's because we didn't prepare. I guess we have the talent to win every week, but it's, it's how you prepare, even with the injuries. Yeah. So what what I recall from the Bengals game, like let's let's talk about it. We're gonna open a wound here. Um 
maybe not for you because you don't care, but for people like me who who are emotionally invested in this team <laughs> that care, <laughs> you know, we're going to open up a wound here. Um, I remember sitting in the living room. Now, I usually, or last season, I, I went out to, to the bar and I would do my podcast there and I'd watch the game and whatever because I did the pregame show. This year, I said, nah. I, you know, because I do the postgame show, I'm just going to watch it at home. It's cheaper. Get the ticket, whatever. I watch them at home. And last year, um, I watched this game at home. And so sitting there, man, and it's like it's snowing. It's the playoffs. Like you like everything felt great, like going into the game. Like I'm like, OK, the Bills can do this. Like you saw what they were going to do to you in, in the first few drives. Like they were going to put up points on you. But like you thought, OK, they're going to come out with a different defensive game plan and mindset. And they're going to really limit Joe Burrow and these boys with that banged up offensive line. Well, we know what happened in the game. We got dog walked. Um, You know, we got cornerbacks playing seven to ten yards off the line of scrimmage and so forth. And just giving Joe Burrow free access throws all freaking day. They get up 14 points. And then we saw, you know, this offense that we've seen glimpses of this season already with the slow start and the sluggish play, no rhythm and all that kind of stuff. And I get into this week and I'm like, all right, what should and what can the Bills do offensively against these Bengals to start fast? Just play how they played in the first half last week. And like they – I, we've watched this the this Bills team play against the Dolphins, right? And uh-huh. just continuously foot to throw points, 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 points. Like that's yeah. a possibility in every game that we play. Like I, the the Bengals defense isn't overly good. the The Bengals offense has struggled as points this year. Yeah, they just beat mm-hmm. a Niners team that was struggling. Yep, like, yep. And after that game, it's all. I did the amount of people I saw, like, oh, we're gonna get smoked by the Bengals next week. Like the Niners have been dominating teams. They lost to their two previous games to bad teams. Like they said this especially this year, like you just have to be better on that, that day. And the Bills are at talent-wise better on that day. So if I had to give a, a rhyme or reason to keep the you just have to play how they played in the first half of this last game. And not take, not play conservative, not play scary. Throw these receivers off their timing a little bit. Burrow's sure. not moving all that well this year, so um, we got to get after the quarterback probably with four, um, maybe five on third and longs. Like they just got to play like how they can't, like how they can't play. It's not an overly complicated win. You just play how you can play. Yo, and and that's a good point. So here's what I here's what I feel about this game. Um, you know, the Bengals are a good team, but you let, let's talk about the 49ers for just a second. Like, I feel like the the 49ers, like, they've been figured out offensively. Um, you're just not seeing the same production. Debo now people are like, well, Debo Samuel's not playing and, and McCaffrey's kind of hurt, you know. That ain't that's not the excuse. Um, I just think that Brock Purdy's a limited quarterback. And when you apply when you get pressure on him, a guy who's not who doesn't have athletic chops like that to evade uh, the rush and so forth and, and and has a strong arm, he's going to have problems. It's not, it's no secret. And anytime, you know, you can make a team one dimensional in the NFL, you're going to feast. 
and and they got a really good defensive coordinator and uh Lou Anaruno over there, right? So I think the Bills, yeah, they have to come out, they have to start fast. Like, and I love I love this kind of game that Sunday night football, two of the best quarterbacks in the league. I think Josh is gonna Josh is gonna be zero like laser focused. He's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good game. But here's the deal, though. I think the Bills are gonna have to be able to run the football. They're gonna have to be able to run the football. Um, I, I don't think that you know when you turn in terms of trenches. I, I think uh, Trey Hendrickson is. Uh, I think he's on the injury report. I'm not sure. I have to go check that and look. But um, they could be had in the run game. I'm not worried about Joe Mixon. Like Joe Mixon, he, he's got he's he's mid. He's he's got four yards of carry. But you know that this his Bengals defense can this Bengals defense can be beat any way. They can be beat by us coming out in four minutes and throwing the ball for 350 yards. They can be beat with James Cook getting 100 yards on. Like their defense is not that. Like I mean, they're they're average and they have a good offense. Sure. Like, the the problem with like feeling like you need to run the football is then you come out and you overdo it. Like you over, you over try to push running the football rather than, yo, let's, let's come out, let's play comfortable, call a, uh, a game, call a game like you called last week in the four minute where you can get, you can get moving, get to the line of scrimmage, let Josh make his checks. Like, and if it ends up being a run play there, we can run the ball. Just make sure you're successful on the ones you do run. But Josh can throw the ball 40 times this game, and, and we can still win this game. Yeah, I uh, agree with that. <clears throat> um, You know, t- and take advantage of their secondary as well. Um, it, it's not it's not as strong as it was last year, uh, for sure. No, now, did, no Eli Apple. Right. Well, Eli Apple was trash anyway. But Dax Hill, who who's a, a second-year guy at the University of Michigan, that's my dog um at free safety he's been playing pretty well they got uh nick scott who's who's okay uh cam taylor Britt is a is a very athletic uh second year corner out of nebraska i really like him and chidobi awuzie is playing well too so there's still opportunities to be had uh you know in that secondary and i think if you if you stress that secondary with going 11 personnel you know and making them it's going to open up i think it's going to open up the field and put these guys in conflict. So I think the Bills aren't going to have a problem moving the ball against these guys. I don't think that. I think the problem or the potential issue lies on defense. Um, and I think the matchups this year, I think the Bills have they have consistently shown that they can apply pressure from the defensive line, which they weren't able to do last year. They're going to be able to do that. That's going to be the difference of this game. Who can apply the most pressure on the quarterback? Um and I, I, you know, like you mentioned, you know, Burrow did look good scrambling last week. He had a couple good runs uh, that I was impressed with. You know, he looks fully healthy, which is great because there's no excuse now, right? I want to hear nothing but with Joe Burrow this. Like, no, when they, when the Bills come and they that game last week was not was like that game was one with Joe Mixon going crazy. If I, I'm not mistaken, I, I was in and out during that game sleeping, so I, I didn't like get the full juice of that game. But it, it, is that correct that that game was one with Joe Mixon getting? large number of carries and going and going pretty crazy uh yeah joe mixon had he he had a pretty good game uh last week um let's let me check on it real quick uh he had 16 carries eight to seven yards and a touchdown but he the touchdown he had uh really broke the game open sealed the game toward the end uh a run off the left side there um outside the tackle so but yeah he had some critical runs um 
when they really needed the short yardage, he was able to do that, right? Yeah. So he he had a good game. I, I just think that it, it, it all comes down to the defense for this game. I, Josh and the offense, I think they're going to do their thing. But what you know, what kind of pressure can the front front four can they provide? Because you know you're not going to be blitzing DBs and stuff like that. I mean, unless you're using some simulated pressures, which McDermott has shown to use those. Um, and I hope Rasul plays. I hope he plays a good amount. We'll see. But I think this is the perfect game for him to to, to come in and play. The uh, this isn't something I was having a conversation with Jordan on Sunday during this game or Monday, whenever that this game. He the Bengals do an extremely good job at getting to third and short, Mm -hmm. and they don't they don't have a bunch of like big crazy plays. They they do what they need to do to get third and short, and they convert their third and shorts. And so if if this game's going to be won defensively, if, if our, our defense wants to dominate as far as what they can do, they have to win first downs and by a large margin. That way they're playing from behind the sticks all game. If you can get Cincinnati to play, it's not like Patrick Mahomes where like even behind the sticks, he's still got a chance of getting a lot of first downs. Um, if Cincinnati's behind the sticks to start with, they struggle they struggle playing one dimensional football when the run game is not a factor. And so I, I, if we can get to our dime setup, I honestly believe that we can take away what Bengals want to do well. And we can't get to that dime setup if they're getting the third and shorts. And for those who don't know dime uh, is where you're, you're having only one linebacker there and you, the rest are DBs, right? So you're going six, five, four, right. Um, or six six DBs, one linebacker, sure. four sure. down linemen. Yeah. Um, and so what the Bills have shown in the past few weeks, uh, you, you know, they got Jordan kind of playing that Matt Milano role, and then they're sticking uh, Taylor Rapp in the back end. Um, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Um, I I mean, I hope Jordan is okay with it, <laughs> you know, because he's he's kind of having the dual responsibilities. But um, if they, like you said, if they can get them in third and long, and let the boys up front like go after Joe Burrow. I think they're gonna be all right. I, yeah, I think that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be huge. Just keep them behind the stage, like, and you can win. Like they're basic on first down. Like they've been basic. It's timing. They throw hitches to screens to mm-hmm. their receivers. Run the ball with Joe Mixon. Like it's not overly complicated on first down, and it's not overly complicated on second down. They just try to get you to third and shorts. And they generally win their third and shorts, and that's how their offense has gotten so good. So, it, it's not over. If if our D line can eat and, and the interior Ed can go out there and have a big game, which is a big key to this game, is Ed having a good game on first down. If he can get out there and have a, a good game on one of the first three plays on first down, then this game can get blown wide open because our defense, if our, we're playing from, uh, if Cincinnati's playing behind the stakes, our defense is going to eat. Yeah. And let's talk about the offensive line of the Bengals. So uh, their starters are Orlando Brown Jr., who's a who's a good left tackle. Uh, but it gets bad in the middle. Um, Cordell Volson and Cody Ford. <laughs> uh, Ted Karras is a, is a good center, he, you know, but he could be had. And then you got Alex Kappa and, and Jonah Williams at right tackle, who, in my opinion, is not that good. Um, he could be had. So. We you can see clearly just from the depth chart. Even if you're one of those out there who's who's never watched a snap of the Bengals, like I'm telling you right now that um, that offensive line is not very good. So, like you mentioned, 
Ed Oliver got to have a big game. Uh, we need somebody to step up. Can Puna Ford have another solid game with Jordan Phillips backing him up? Uh, well, Jordan Phillips probably start. Puna is going to back him up. But I, I felt like uh, Puna Ford was definitely the standout there. Um, you know, if they can get pressure and they can limit what uh, the run game can do, I think that bodes well for uh, the secondary and this team, like you mentioned, to get them in, in those long conversions because statistically they're throwing the ball to Jamar Chase over 50% of the time. When you go look at the target shares on the season, uh, you know, he's he's I think he's at like 60 targets. The next person up is uh, the slot receiver, Tyler Boyd. He's got like 33. And then um, T. Higgins has Was I right about 20. T. Higgins? Was your boy right about T. Higgins? He's still better than Gabe. Stop it. No, stop it. Stop it. Stop, <laughs> stop it. it. No, stop he's been, it, bro. He's been horrible this year. He's been horrible <laughs> this year. I'm good, though. I'm good, though. No, it's good. It's good. He's better than Gabe. But whatever. Another week, another correct statement. Nah, we're not going with that. <laughs> we're not going with that. Um, here, Here's another thing. Let's talk about Dalton Kincaid's role and involvement in this offense against the Bengals. Um, we saw last week Dalton Kincaid had his best game and the Bills were utilizing him uh early and often. Hey, hey, and and before we continue, no, yeah, everything we said, hold on, everything we said last week about the Bills and how they were gonna start the game and the eleven personnel and no huddle, they did all that, just so y'all know. Yeah, no, everything that we yeah. said about the game last week happened. They turned it off though and I was upset. I was highly upset. They got to the point where they wanted to, they wanted to run the game away, uh, and kind of like they took some shots, but they they really wanted to control the ball in the second half. I would have rather them get stay in the four minute, get up another touchdown, get up another score, and then once you get into the fourth quarter, you can do whatever you want to do as far as milking the clock away. But right, uh, I, I feel like they got conservative late in drives. They they no, they, they played did. you know they I mean did. to the fifty. They played a regular, pretty advanced game. Um, in the second half, but once they got past the fifty, they they balled up, kind of wanted to get the mm -hmm. run game going on that side of the fifty, and and I wasn't a big fan of that. But everything else in the first half, how how we wanted them to come out, that's exactly what happened for sure. Yeah, the the way they set they set the tone early, and you yeah. know, and the thing that you and I talked about, we said, hey, we feel like Gabe is one of those players where, uh, just like Josh Allen, you got to get them going early, and you'll get the best version of that player. And Gabe is one of those. And what do they do? They started going to Gabe early. They went to Shakir early and Kincaid on early. the whole route tree. And yes, I, this is why this is my problem with the way people look at Gabe. Is like every time he has a bad game, it's when they want him to be a deep ball threat decoy, and he runs a bunch of deep ball routes, a bunch of posts, a bunch of fades, a bunch of like get out of here to clear out the underneath, like. When he when they open him up and let him run the route tree, he he kills it underneath. It's just you have to be able to use him like that. You have to be able to open up the like you have to be able to trust him to run those routes. Trust Kite or uh, Khalil to run those routes. Trust Kincaid to get out there and, and run those the whole route tree, not just put him in a certain position and say you need to run deep balls all game. Like I, it's it's what he does best. I so I I get the philosophy of doing that. But here's the thing. When you don't have another option in the offense to, to to send the ball to, so like when Gabe goes deep and what he does to a defense in terms of double coverage or shell, you know, they're taking one side of the field, that's where guys like Kincaid and um, Shakir 
not that they have to step up because I felt like their play, their route running has been consistent. Uh, Shakira as of late, but Kincaid all season. This is where Josh has to, to make sure that he goes to them. He has to go to them. And then you talk about Khalil Shakir. I mean, you get the ball in his hand early. He can he he can use he can yeah in yards after yeah. catch. Like they gotta use the players that they have to their fullest ability and not and this just, has been go ahead. this has been my like this has been my thing with, with the whole targeting digs or digs is gonna get his catches and his yards throughout a game. Regardless of how you play, you play him, or uh, how how you target him, or how he's gonna get his at some point throughout the game. You you have to. The way they played Gabe was the way they were trying to play Gabe, uh, Diggs in the first half of every game. Mm-hmm. This last game, and the problem with that is okay. Now you got Diggs going early. Now they're gonna double him. Now what are we gonna do in the right. second half? You know what I mean? Like you, we have to like they have to be willing to trust these other receivers for sure. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's something that it looks like is going to be fixed Um, because look at look at the offense. What happens when you don't funnel everything to one player? Yeah. You know, I I think you stunt the growth of your young guys. And and I think you have to look at it like we talked about, like you have to get some of these guys need to be get going early. Like, you know, it's like a shooter. Like you can't just, you know, take one shot in the third. And then think, oh yeah, I'm gonna hit the game winner. Like, no, nah, I don't work like that. You you kind of have to get in the rhythm. Gabe is one of those players you have to get him in the rhythm, right? He, he has to get that confidence that yeah, he can make his bread short in the intermediate, and that only is gonna open up the field for other guys down the field, like Kincaid, who we have yet to see catch a ball down the field. But Khalil Shakur, you know, has the ability to do that as well. So. I really do like what I saw from the Bills in the first half, first three quarters rather, um, from from the Patriots, not the Patriots, the the Buccaneers game. But yeah, the 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 conservative play calling is something that I'm little. Um, it worries me in terms of Sean McDermott. Like, if it you're in plus territory, yeah. when you're in plus territory, why are you punting? If you're on the four, the 38, what are you punting for? Like, that's weak, bro. That is so weak. I don't I, – I guess I have more of a problem with the play calls and first or third down when we get on their side of the field rather than the punt. I don't mind punts that – where we pin them inside the five and let our defense go out there. and like That That was something that people had a problem with that I didn't personally have a problem with. Yeah. I have a problem with the play calls on first or third down when we get inside their territory. Sure. We're playing for a field goal. And I don't, and I don't like – I don't like not just putting your foot on their throat – and 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 getting it done and over with like we did against the Dolphins and I don't understand how we we go play the Dolphins because we have the mentality like oh they're going to score a lot so we have to score and we just don't do that every game like I yeah. you know what I mean like I don't know why we just don't keep it open every game and um I I I think that they'll get to a point where they get a good happy medium um the Kincaid and Shakir those two specifically on some of these deep ball routes like that's going to come with our run game being successful. And it just hasn't been, we haven't had like first half long drives of just running the football. And we've had like sprint hits every here and there that kind of opened up some play action, but um, there hasn't been a lot of time to throw the football where you're tight and can run a long, a long post route across the field or sure. a gate route across the field. Um, we just don't have that time. <laughs> and I maybe one of the maybe because Knox is fairly good in the scramble drill. So maybe 
uh, Kincaid starts getting some of these scramble throws and stuff like that and find some open space, that'll come with time. He's just not – Knox knows how to find open space in these right. scramble He's throws. Been whereas Kincaid, for years, right? right, whereas Kincaid is kind of like trying to feel it out as he goes, and that, that'll come at some point. I just um, He's still got his little rookie jitter sometimes. Yeah, so uh, in terms of that, I think, you know, Dalton Kincaid, in my opinion, I think he's the key to the offense this week because, you know, they got Logan Wilson, who who's really good in coverage. Um, and Jermaine Pratt's good, too. I think he had a pick last week. Um, you know, they, now with the emergence of Kincaid, they're not going to be able to sit in zones as much as they, they were or like to. You know, they're not going to be able to just sit there. So, you know, when you have a Kincaid out there, He's he's a route winner. So you, you know, you're going to have to, like, pay attention now because, you know, if you let him if you let Kincaid go, I, it's it's over. Like Kincaid's going to burn you in terms of the way he sets up defenders with his route running and his hands. So the, it's it's going to keep their linebackers on a swivel. It's going to make them be honest. I don't think they're going to be as fast in terms of instinctually. Because they're going to be thinking about other stuff. Kind of, kind of resembles when they when they play the Chiefs. Not, I'm not saying Kincaid is Kelsey. It's going to be a similar role. I like the skill set. Kelsey's way better. He, I mean, obviously, he's the best tight end in my opinion that ever played the game. But I think it's going to be a, a similar challenge for them, knowing that they have a guy with that prowess over there for the Buffalo Bills and Dalton Kincaid. I think he's going to really uh, have an impact in this game. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Khalil um, okay. only because, like, if I go back and watch the tapes on these last, the difference in his last game and the game before that, we got blitzed the same amount, and Khalil has been the hot route on the majority of these blitz packages. As the difference in the, and the difference in this last game and the game before is Josh was hitting him mm-hmm. on 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 these blitzes, and so like, I'm gonna say if Khalil can get the defense out of blitzing. Because he's he's ready, and that, that's what that's what Kelsey does so well, right? Kelsey understands defenses, and yes. and he understands where blitzes are coming from, when they're coming from, what hole is open. He play he has a mind of a quarterback, and so um, if Khalil can be that guy, which he he is the fast, like he's the get it to me now, I'll make a play out of it, get four or five yards. Like that's been Khalil last week at least. And so if he can be that guy, I feel like he can be the reason this team gets uncomfortable on defense. The Bengals get uncomfortable on defense. They start to open it up for us. Yeah, uh, those two, those two are, I think, they're they're major factors, major keys to this game. Um, as we kind of uh wrap up and come to a close on this, let's give our score prediction. Um I feel like this game is gonna be a 20. 28 to 24 kind of game. I'm going to go I'm going to go Bills. I I like the fact that they're playing this on the road just uh to get the 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 monkey off their back if you will. Like um you know, the pressure's on the Bengals to perform, right? Cuz no one expects or thinks from the outside that the Bills have a shot. Like they're already the Bills are already a, a one one and a half point underdog in this game. That's the first time they've been underdogs in what 20 some odd games. I yeah, love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, I this game could go one of two ways. It could be a 38 to 29, 30 finish, or it could it like it really could be a depending on how long these offensive drives are, it could be a 21 to 17 game. <laughs> um sure. kind of I, I feel like both these offenses have shown 
a, an ability to have really long drives and continue to do that and just dink and dunk and take what they give you. And they also have the ability to score really fast. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that we start ramping up the turnovers this week and I'm going to go 31-20. I would like that. I would like that. I would feel real good with that. A dub, and, and I'm going to go on a limb here, and I'm going to say, you know, get James Cook going on the edge, right outside. Um, you know, he, I think he'll have at least 70 yards rushing in this game. Um, I think the output there is going to be really good. Josh is going to ball out. Diggs is going to do his thing. But like we talked about, you know, Kincaid and uh, Khalil Shakir, it's they got to show up. I, I also hope I Rizul makes an impact this week. Uh, I want to. I kind of want to see Rizul play. I hope he can get up to speed with the playbook. I don't know how long that that part of it will take. Um, I, he's pretty smart from what I hear, so um, he should be all right there. I, I did want to ask you before we got out of here about the other moves made around the league and, and how you felt about them. Uh, we didn't really get to talk about it earlier. Yeah. And um, Sweat going to Chicago. Didn't really understand that one. Um, I wanted to get your point of view on that one, and then Chase going to the Niners. So the the Commanders they have uh, Magic Johnson. They got a whole new ownership group, right? So their whole thing is we want we want to get compensation. We want to get picks because they're. I think their their idea, like they know Sam Howell is he he's okay, but he's not the future, right? Mm-hmm. So their thing is we're gonna get as many picks as we can. There's six quarterbacks at least in the first first let's just say first two rounds right there's there's six quarterbacks in my opinion that that are worthy enough to to be selected i feel like there's probably five quarterbacks that could possibly go first round so i think you get those picks to um give yourself the ability to move up in the draft uh you know if if need be for the guy that they want right they're not gonna they're three and four right now so they're they're not gonna make the playoffs or anything like that you know i understood it from there i didn't understand it from chicago for chicago (laughs) the pass rushes is 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 king you gotta have a pass rush and uh they're sitting so pretty right now in chicago look they already got two you know first round picks uh that are going to be top five right so they're going to get their quarterback and they're probably going to get marvin harrison all right. Um, because look, they, I, I think Justin Justin Fields is playing his last days in Chicago. I think they're gonna get rid of him. But they definitely when you have a pass rusher with that upside, like Montez Sweat, I think you go get him for a second round pick and gonna resign him because they don't have a quarterback contract that they have to worry about. So they can they can sign a guy like that. They really should keep Jalen Johnson and, and I know he's gonna be a free agent, but sign him to a lucrative deal. Like, you know, they got uh Marcus Stevenson or not or the guy out of Miami, I'm, I'm probably butchering his name, but um, I, he's a really good corner. I think he'll be really good. So for them, I understand why they did it is because, hey, we got to. With that, second, with that second, you can go get, like, you can go move up to having a third first-round pick, and then you can build exactly how the, the Jets built their defense through the draft, or, yeah, through and their running back. So they had two defensive players and a running back, and – you can just bolster your picks to really flip it. Like the Jets with that draft flipped, they were bad. Before yeah, no. that they were the Chicago Bears now. And so, like, if you can stack first round picks like they had, you can really change your entire organization. And so, like, Montez Sweat has upside, but he's going to get expensive here in a couple of years. That's and okay. I would rather 
in my opinion, if I'm not going to win, if I'm not trying to win this year, I think it just it kind of just wastes the Montez Sweat period for the rest of this year, and then you have one more if he's not going to a winner, which is interesting to me. Um, yeah, that, that move was interesting to me. I, I guess I understand that people need pass rushers nowadays, but and, and you don't want all young pass rushers. I think you know having a veteran guy in the room like Montez Sweat. I think it's great um, for them. I, I love the move. Now, Chase Young to the 49ers, that was a really good move um, because guess what? If if they don't resign him and someone resigns him to a large deal, they're going to get a third-round compensatory pick, what they pay for him in the first place. So you're getting a, a half-a-season rental at least on uh, Chase Young. You pair him up with his old teammate and Nick Bosa, um, and then you got Javon Hargrave. I mean – Eric Armstead, these guys, that defensive line is loaded. Um, so, you know, both on one side and you got Chase Young on the other side. So you really can't key in on either one of them. Like you're going to have to pick your poison. So I was pissed when I wasn't pissed. Like, I don't want to say I was mad, but like when we weren't getting anybody, like when that, when my mindset was like, oh, we're not going to get anybody. It's like, I'm watching Howie, whatever his name is. Roseman. Yeah. Here and give, pack of gum and some cookie dough for these good ass players. And then I'm seeing this Chase Young go to uh, the Niners who already stacked on defense and we're not doing nothing to push the needle at all. Like, no, I I was really happy. That was like the reason I was happy about the Roosevelt Douglas. Like, obviously he's a good player, but if we didn't do anything, I would have been a little bit. Brandon Bean's background is finance, right? So his whole idea, he's going to, I appreciate it, but in times like this, sometimes I wish he was a little bit more aggressive. He's going to keep the bills afloat financially. They're always going to have enough money to operate. He's not going to, you know, have these boys, you know, where they're like, you know, multiple million dollars negative on the cap. You know, he right. so he he's his whole thing when they when he first came in was we're going to be competitive today and in the future. And he's done that now. We got a hundred and hundred some odd twenty eight million dollar contract with Von Miller. He's obviously he's nursing that injury. He's coming back to form. We definitely need to see that happen. Um, or that move is not going to look great. Uh, so I, I think he he'll be. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. Years, many years left, if if any, after this one. Um, if if I was to make a guess, him and Trey, like I think those numbers come off the books quicker than we think that. Not all of it, obviously. There's gonna be some dead cap, but I, I think those numbers come off the books faster than we really think they're going to. Yep. The key with it, with, and and what that makes sense with Trey is that they didn't restructure his contract. So right. if they restructured those years and and that money's guaranteed. Right. So the fact that they didn't do that and they brought in Rasul, right? Because I think Rasul and uh, Christian Benford, those are your two corners now, right? They. You know, it's going to give Trey look, they're going to I don't think they're going to move Trey anytime soon. Not not this offseason. I don't think they're going to see what they're going to wait and be patient and see what they have. If he comes back and he looks good. All right. But odds are, I think he's probably played his last down with the Buffalo Bills. If you ask me, ACL. If he's played his last down with the Buffalo Bills, I think he's played his last down in football. Yeah. I think if he doesn't come play with the Bills, whether if it's at a, any type of role, whatever, I think he would stay here and play. I don't think he, in my opinion, I don't think he would go anywhere before he retired. I think he would just retire. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I love Trey White, but 
those those are two major injuries, man. I don't know if he's going to be able to, to to really get back in form. And obviously, he he wasn't the most athletic corner anyway. He he won because of his instincts and, and his headiness, right? So we'll see, man. Um, I, I like the Rasul. You know, the more we talk about it, the more I like the Rasul Douglas signing. We'll see how it manifests and plays out this Sunday. But long term, when you think about the playoffs, I think it was the right move, right way to go. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm bummed just like you that you know the the Bills didn't make a splash, but it is what it is, and if I we still want Domicon. Yeah, go get go get Domicon suit. That'd be great. Yeah, that that'd would, be that dope. I'd be good. Obviously, I want a linebacker, but I would be good with where our defense at if they went and got a guy that I know on an important down. If we need to stop a run, he could be in there. So. Yeah, with Ed. Yeah, that'd be that'd be dope. Well, it's Halloween night, man. I'm sure everybody's out doing anything with their family and so forth, but um. Let's go ahead and sign off here. You know, it's been great. I can't wait for uh, this game coming up, dude. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild, man. Sunday night football. I'll be doing the postgame show. It'll be late, but uh, I'll be I'll be <laughs> I'll be right here on Sunday night with you guys. You know, Albert Poe, if you well, are you going to the game? Uh, no. So you're, you're going to be here. All right. Cool. Here, well, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be in. Yeah. You'll be at home. All right, bet. Well, uh, hey, man, it's it's been real. Happy trade deadline day. Happy Halloween to you all. This is the Chop Up, and we out of here. Peace. I need it up front. Can't tell me, because I do what I want. Self-made everything. You know we gon' stun. You know that we eat, and it's looking like lunch. So I tell them that I need it up front. Can't tell me, because I do what I want. Self-made everything, you know we gon' stun. You know that we eat, and it's looking like lunch. So I tell them that I need it. Everything around my whole team, though. You ain't getting money, you niggas ain't never seen, though. Tell me where the cash at, I tell you where the stash at. I've been getting to it so long, been having flashbacks. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.